0141-951-1025. It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard Hearts close part of Tynecastle to combat fan misbehaviour Frank McAvenny believes it's time Celtic spend big Just like Rangers did in the 90s And Conor Goldson's adamant no one at Ibrox Will be taking their foot off the gas I'm Gordon Duncan Joining me tonight is Gordon Diel and Fraser Wishart Yeah, swift action by Anne Budge You've seen Hibs and Hearts have real problems this year With their supporters and the behaviour And perhaps they realise they've got to take some kind of action And try and Keep government out of uh, coming into football But uh, on the field of play of course Hearts have a massive game at the weekend They just cannot afford to lose to Inverness Cali Thistle in the semi-final Craig Levine under a wee bit of pressure Fans are a wee bit unhappy But uh, a win on Saturday would give them a fantastic end of the season Something to play for between now and May yeah. And uh, So big big weekend on the field of play Yeah Gordon Dale There's always something special about Scottish Cup semi-final weekend Oh yeah uh, Scottish Cup uh, uh, Not just the semi-final the final, Gordon, as well. Last game of the season. I was very fortunate in my career. I played in two, but uh, very unfortunate. I come up against Alec Ferguson's Aberdeen side and lost two. So I had 100% record. But uh, that's the worst game to lose in. You know you're the so... semi-final. Uh, yeah, worst game to lose in. You're so near. And uh, Inverness will be looking forward to it. They'll fancy their chances. And I do believe, for the first time in a long time, I think Aberdeen will fancy their chances So many subplots as well Fraser The obvious idea is to get to a cup final But if you look a bit beneath that You've got what implications would it have On Neil Lennon's prospects for the Celtic job Would Craig Levine come under severe pressure If Hearts were to lose You know there are are so many Inverness led by Of course the former Hearts led Well current Hearts legend (laughs) Um, So you know there are so many subplots there as well Yeah I mean that's going to be fascinating And and, and Aberdeen who have suffered at Celtic's hands Over recent years in semi-finals and in finals And uh, in league games as well They must fancy their chances Because Celtic just slightly off the boil they have the players, that, of course, that can go and win a game, you know, and, and they enjoy the big wide spaces at Hampton Park. But uh, this season, playing on the counter attack, uh, Aberdeen, they look solid. They've got uh, Conor McLennan that's come in. I think he's been uh, again gone under the radar because young Lewis Ferguson's been terrific. He's been getting all the all the headlines. Scott McKenna, you forget, still only twenty one. They've brought in one or two other young lads. They have a wee bit of something about them, and certainly no fear as well. So I think they'll come to Hampton. Thinking they've got a right good chance Now today's breaking story I think this is something fans of all clubs can get involved in So let's hear from you right now on 0141 951 1025 Because I want to know what you think of the decision taken by Hearts today Is this a good idea? Yes or no? Is it an overreaction perhaps? Yes or no? Is this how we combat fan misbehaviour? You tell us, give us a phone or send us a tweet Hearts are closing a section of Tynecastle After recent fan misbehaviour A lengthy statement uh, from Anne Budge I certainly won't read it all Because we'll be here uh, Until midnight But you know I, I want to stress It's something we It's not something we do lightly This will impact Close to 200 season ticket holders And as such Will cost the club financially uh, We've already lost income By closing corner sections Of the Roseburn stand uh, In recent games It does say that you know, people who are season ticket holders within that section will be offered, you know, the, the relocation. This comes in the back of the Edinburgh Derby, Edinburgh Derby at the weekend. Fraser, um, a big, a big reaction from Hearts. Is it the right one? Yeah, I mean, and, and Budge is one of these people who, who I think, just is appalled by some things that go on in football, and and she will be rightly appalled by the behaviour of, of a small minority 
of the supporters. And when you look at Hearts in the closing one section, they must have identified an area where some of the problems are coming from. You, you look at Hibbs as well, where the player, so the fan came on with James Tavernier, he threw the bottle at Scott Sinclair, same area of the pitch. Motherwell last weekend as well, same area of the, of the sorry, of, of, the, of the stands, not the pitch. St Mernon had one or two problems as well, same area, close to the away fans when it was Dundee United as well. So clubs are maybe trying to isolate it. And I do think that uh, at the moment, Nothing happens to football clubs and there's all a debate about strict liability. I don't think any of us want to see clubs punished but I think the game has to be seen to be doing something or the government will step in with licensing rules and we've seen MSPs talking about that already. So I think in the background of this is football trying to show it's doing something. But one of the big headlines for me is the supporters have to understand what it's cost the clubs. Hibs and Hearts figures today were for about £100,000. That's a, a right good player's salary to put in CCTV to identify a few people that are misbehaving. That's a big cost. And that's what these supporters who have misbehaved have cost their clubs so far. Yeah, Fraser says they're a big cost. And it is a big cost, Gordon. Not just for the, the cameras to get in, but obviously if you're shutting part of that ground, you're losing money, uh, revenue coming in, supporters coming in. I think it's the right stance because, you know, we were delighted with the actions of Motherwell uh, that barred that lad last week, got it right away. We need to start doing something to stop these mm. people coming into the grounds. Unfortunately, it is going to hurt the teams that they come, supposedly come in to support. But I'm delighted the clubs are standing up fighting back now. I suppose it's all about finding the right type of solution, though. Just, you know, it doesn't mean that every solution is the right one. So I want you to tell us what you think. 0141 951 1025. Really keen to get both sides on this. So give us your thoughts. Uh, Anne Budge does say a section of the Wheatfield stand will be closed for the final two home games of the season. Craig Levine wants fans who bring shame on Scottish football to be banned for, from stadium for life. It always falls back on the, the, the clubs to do something about it. And I know how hard we're working to try and you know, eradicate this. But basically it comes down to some idiots who are intent on getting in the stadium to cause a disruption. That's what it is. Uh, and it's almost like it came a cat and mouse was trying to catch them. And it's a sporting event. It's not some, something that people should be coming along and, and, and having to have their, their entertainment interrupted for five or ten minutes with some nut or throwing stuff on the field. You know? There are idiots in every walk of life eh? and I, I just uh, for, for most people it just doesn't compute why you would even consider doing something like this it gets quite depressing you know when you come in and, and you're constantly talking about stuff that there's just people being Glad, glad the beep machine was working there. Oh, one, four, you one. Tell us your thoughts. Alistair is first up. He's from Greenock. What do you make of this, Alistair? I, I think it's a, a good idea overall, but I've, my, my concern would be where do you go if it doesn't stop it? Do you close more of the stand? Do you close the full stand? And then also, what would happen if other clubs follow suit? And I think you said. The season ticket holders affected get relocated. What what if that happens at Celtic Rangers, which is a sellout week in week out? Where where do those fans go that can't get relocated? Yeah, I mean that would be one for the individual clubs on on a sort of case by case yeah. basis, Fraser. But the the question in there that Alistair asks, where do you draw the line? Are we in danger? Listen, everyone acknowledges we don't want to see things thrown on the pitch. We don't want to see misbehaviour. That's obvious. So let's get that right out of the way. But are are we in danger of 
of overreacting? Are we in danger of whipping up a hysteria? Are we in danger of making all fans feel like they are potentially criminal when they go to a football game? Well, that was the the real problem, and and uh, supporters had against the offensive. Behaviour and football act Because they were being filmed Going into games And uh, if police were around as well And the, the, the majority of fans Who go along to football On a Saturday in Scotland Are, are good supporters Go to support their team And, and they felt they were being treated Like criminals being filmed and, and I think there is a wee bit of that uh, We've got to be careful Not to go too far Talks of sniffer dogs And searches and things That yeah, I can understand why uh, Why Hibs in particular Are so frustrated Because you know Two pretty serious incidents In, in, in recent weeks I do think though That, that the Anne Budge thing is a way of showing government that football can handle it. You know, Alan Burroughs just came out as well saying, yeah, we've been swift, we've banned them, which is great. We've got to stop people misbehaving in the first instance. And uh, so there is a fine line there. And I think it needs, the police needs government, needs football to get together to find something that, that, that's, that's, a, that's a solution. I've said earlier, I don't, I'm not particularly for strict liability, but you can have a form of strict liability where it's over a series of incidents over a period, you know, so, so you, you know, at least supporters know where the, the club stands. Perhaps we have to look at that, but I think that's why Ambudge has done this: is to say to government, listen, you you don't need to interfere because we're taking our own action. And it's a fairly strong statement. So it's a huge statement by a football club to to do as they've done. I can't think of it ever happening in Scottish football. This is why it's not easy to to deal with, Gordon, because mm-hmm. we should not lose sight of the fact that even although it seems like these incidents are all piling up, I get it every weekend there seems to be something else. It's still the tiniest of tiniest minorities compared to the number of fans who innocently go to football games across the country. Week in, week out and behave themselves So how do you find the balance? Very hard Gordon But you've got to try and do something You're right There's You know 90 odd percent of the supporters That put their scarf on Go and pay their money They just want to see their club winning They want to be entertained They want to see good football And you do feel for them But when you get To a certain Circumstance where There's people actually waking up in the morning And thinking right I'm going to go to a game But I'll take my coconut with me it's ridiculous yeah. What What is in these people's minds That you're actually going to go to a football game And try and sneak mm. in some like coconut We've had coins being thrown We've had players being attacked with supporters We've had everything. That's what I'm saying I'm not doubting any of that no. Of course they're all wrong but, but it's just about trying to deal with it appropriately But you've got to try and do something I know that this it might not work It's costing clubs a lot of money But at least clubs are showing They're trying to address the situation and I think that's a first step mm. forward. And uh, Fraser's right about, you know, uh, Alan Burroughs at Motherwell. Act swiftly, Motherwell. Hibs, Liam Dempster, the minute that happened, she was right in. They're, they're not hiding, Gordon. They're trying mm. to face what's happening. Alistair, how do you feel as a fan then? You know, you're going along to the game. If it's going to be increased searches, increased CCTV, this, this focus on you, are you someone who would say, well, do you know what? I've got nothing to hide and I'm going to behave myself, so that's no problem? Or... Would you still not to be treated that way as you try to go along to a football match? Uh, no, I, I I go along. You know, I, I don't cause trouble at games. Whatever else, I bust my plan in all week to get the money to go to these games. I wouldn't want to ruin my chances of never getting back in again. Um, you know, and, and I just think you've you've got to try and get a kind of balance between what's best for the rest of the fans, but what's a suitable punishment as well. You know, like. Clubs or, or fans are suggested maybe um, the team, you know, price deductions, all those kind of things. And I, I think back to um, a few weeks back when Jack Delish was punished at the Birmingham game by mm-hmm. a fan. But how, why, why, if you're going to punish the club, why should the rest of the players, have, you know, 
they're the ones out playing the football, getting the points. Why should they suffer because of an idiot fan basically running on the park doing something or throwing something or other else? But you, it's just it's a hard one to get, but there's got to be a balance. Somewhere and amongst it all. All right, thank you to Alistair in Greenock. It's 0141-951-1025 for you to have your say. Uh, let's speak to Kenny, who's on the line now. Kenny is a Harps fan, so you're, you're emotionally close to this issue. Kenny, what's your reaction? Yeah, uh, evening, guys. Well, I, listen, I'm 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 over the moon that Anne's done that. Uh, I've been going to games at Tynecastle since the sixth. I'm being carried there by my, my parents. Uh, and I really think when you go, Gordon, you'll probably remember it, but going back to the old Tyne Castle, it was a bit like all stadiums in the days. Mm. Nowadays, we've got state-of-the-art stadiums, you know, beautiful uh, surroundings to go into, beautiful pitch, and people are thrown on. You know, the, the, the pyrotechnics that were thrown on last week have burnt what has paid 1.4 for a new pitch. It's all burnt now. They're having to carry out repairs. And even just to add on to it, there, there was a boy arrested, a 19-year-old arrested today, and charged with... Uh, the racist shouting to Marvin Bartley and so I'll apologise to Marvin Bartley on behalf of me being a jambo but I think uh, we're going to a sporting event guys you know what I mean it's, it's, it's not like a free-for-all uh, where everybody can go and do what they want mm. there, there's kids there's older people there's a whole load of different fans going there all different races different religions just wanting to see some sport I wish everybody would just get a grip of themselves and behave That's the thing Fraser No one in the right mind could condone any of these incidents in isolation Of course you couldn't That doesn't mean though that there's not still a discussion to be had Generally about how how we handle it overall Well I think the message Anne Budge has said to the supporters is What you've done, you've hurt the club Because I'm, I'm going to close this stand I'm going to have to move 200 supporters Who have sat there for goodness knows Maybe like Kenny for, for years and years and years so they're going to have to relocate it. I'm going to close that part of stand. It's going to cost the club financially. We're spending £100,000 on improved CCTV. And now we've got a, we've spent a million pounds on a pitch and some of it's damaged. It's going to have to, going to cost us to repair it. And if, if, if these people don't see that that is damaging their club, then 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 heaven help us. You know, I mean, I, I, I do think there's a... There seem, just seems to be an element creeping back in. You know, you see a bit more in terms of racist chanting. Um, yeah, one, one of the things I was... Thing about earlier was you know people talking about life bans and I'm not particularly for life bans unless it's unless it's an extreme event I think you should give somebody a second chance you should have them they go through an education program they should be actually taught about what the dangers of what they did you know the guy who threw the bottle at Hibs you know if you show somebody that's been hurt by a bottle and show the damages they've been there Neil Lennon mentioned that he would like to meet the guy that threw the coin at him and, and they wouldn't quite be as brave. But they have to show a bit of contrition. They have to admit they were wrong, and they have to show that they're not going to behave like that again. And it is a it is a problem, but I think it's a good step because what we were doing before was really the game was doing nothing. There's no rules in place. Nobody was getting punished. But Hearts are doing it off their own back, and I think that's a good message to see whether we can whether we can actually try and get and get rid of it before somebody gets badly hurt, and then we're all in trouble. I mean, Kenny, you said you you were over the moon. I, I, I guess that means in terms of, you know, Hearts are, are making a stand and making it quickly, but w- what about the, the Hearts fans who sit in that area that, that don't do anything? Because loads of them won't, and now they're having to relocate. Where are your sympathy levels on that one? Oh, 100% with them, uh, Gordon. I mean, I, I'm on a lot of the Hearts forum pages, and, and a lot of the guys are kicking up uh, holy murder. I'm sorry. Uh, kicking up uh, holy murder about the, having to get relocated because they've sat there for years. But as they pointed out themselves, there's there's a group of people that didn't have season tickets, you know, they maybe get a chance to go to the game and they come there and they, they it's usually against the old firm or hibs and, the, and they, they spout out their bile about, you know, religions and all sorts of things, cause a lot of grief and a lot of problems. Uh, I, I'm going to the semi-final with my 10-year-old daughter on Saturday and I would take to think, I would take to see my reaction if something hit her. 
You know, I mean, it's, it's sport. Everybody in Scotland, you should listen. It's a sport. It's no a, let's all go and cause bother and stand in the pub and talk to your mate saying, oh, look, at I threw that on the pitch. It doesn't make anybody big. Yeah, I think that's. I don't think anyone would disagree with that. I mean, Chris is on Twitter saying shutting an area of the ground is a bit of a scattered gun effect. It takes out people that have done nothing wrong, along with the ones that have. Yeah, um, the unfortunately the innocent they're getting hurt by the guilty, um, and it's not right, Gordon. But they've got to do something. You can't just sit back. Now, where I am not a big fan of this, you know, deduct the the club points. I don't believe in that. I think that would be totally, totally unfair in my opinion. So at least Hearts are trying to do something. Yes, there's a lot of fans that just want to go along, as as Kenny said. And and the disappointing thing is you want kids to come along and enjoy the football. And if they're witnessing that, if I was a parent taking my kid and mm-hmm. maybe 10-year-old and I'm, I'm quite near that and you're looking at what's going on round about you, you don't. Uh, you don't want to go back and, and watch football. That 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 is true. But at the same time, Fraser, I also wonder if by creating a police state inside a football ground, if, if that would put off potential oh, yeah, fans we've coming got to be careful. I think you you mentioned that right at the start, Gordon. I agree with you. We've got to be careful here. You know, we're we're not treating every fan that comes along as a potential criminal, and uh, that that is a danger. But it's difficult for clubs to find that balance yeah. when when their supporters continue to misbehave. I mean, if you're Leanne Dempster. And, uh, you know, a, a number of weeks ago, I mean, the bottle was thrown at Scott Sinclair. I mean, the damage that could have yeah, been done if it strikes his head. It's, I mean, and ridiculous, then isn't it? Our hibs held liable, etc. But then, so they try and do something. Two weeks later, later, a guy's on the pitch having a go and, and swinging punches at, uh, at, at James Tavery. I mean, you can imagine how frustrated they are as a football club. And uh, if these things happened week in, week out in a pub, the local licence board would say, right, you've lost your licence. And that's the worry is that there's an overreaction by government and they come in and they start to look at that side of it. And that's why I think football is trying to say, we don't need strict liability, we're going to deal with it individually as clubs. And it might work because what was going on before hasn't worked. It's happening week after week after week. Stevie's in Kilmarnock, he's got some interesting thoughts on it. We'll hear them after the travel with Amber. Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's personal injury solicitors. Compensation. They know the score. Talk to Thompson's.com. Fraser Wishart and Gordon DL are here We're on the phones and we're on Twitter At Clyde SSB uh, Lots of reaction coming into Hart's decision To close a section of Tyne Castle Because this is something that all fans can relate to So I think we'll keep that going for a little bit But if you've any thoughts on the weekend's football Or anything else that's in the news Give us a call Craig Logan is on Twitter He's not convinced He thinks it's a PR ploy from Hearts. He says they're moving the same people To a different part of the ground It looks good But in reality they're playing hide and seek Is that... Fair, Fraser? Yeah, I don't know the detail of it. I think it is a bit unfair. Um, they're moving the season ticket holders, but uh, Hearts have a large number of season tickets, but they still have areas that they can fill with people who can buy tickets on the day. So what they're doing is saying, we know you're a season ticket holder, we can move you and we can identify you on your seat, but it's people who are buying a ticket on the day and perhaps sitting amongst season ticket holders that they can't identify, and clearly those seem to be the ones that they're thinking are causing the problems. But it's, it's a message. A PR stint's a bit, I think it's unfair. Mm. But it's a message to supporters of that football club that the club are not going to stand for it. And I think it's worth having a look at to see how it works because 
it's all fine punishing people after the event. We have to find a way of stopping it happening before somebody gets hurt. Stevie and Kilmarnock's just disappeared off the screen, so we'll get him back. Uh, Raffles is on Twitter. He says, Police have been treating supporters as criminals for years. They stood and filmed perfectly behaved fans on a near constant basis over a span of many years. The incidence of violence at football is no greater than that of the general public. It's absolute nonsense. Are we in danger of treating football fans differently again, Gordon? Um, unfortunately, I think we are, Gordon. Um, because everybody wants to try and stop this. And um, they're going to take great measures to try and do that. And maybe that is a case of going back and the searching and, you know, the, the fans that just want to go and pay their money and support their team. Um you know, they'll, they'll be punished as well in the sense of, you know, they'll have to go through all that before they even get me a football ground. Um, it's just a sad state of affairs. Right, Stevie's back. Stevie's a Celtic fan in Kilmarnock. What's your take on this, Stevie? Matty, I think Hearts and Hibs are doing the right thing and uh, in certain parts of the stadium at CCTV and whatever. I'm a Celtic supporter. I've supported Celtic since 1968, 69. I've been at Parkhead on fabulous nights. Never seen trouble years and years ago. Then we get the Green Brigade come along. And they've caused Celtic wear and bar. Celtic had a chance a lot of years, a few years ago, to shut the Green Brigade down and stop the trouble. And never done it. But other clubs are now looking to say, we've got troublemakers here, let's move them. Doesn't matter, it doesn't matter how to move them. They get them moved. But the one drawback on it is every single decent fan going to pay for this. Because it's a losing revenue, the ticket price for what? Going to CCTV, the fans are going to pay for it. That is the only drawback on that. But what do you mean, last night? 140 people arrested at a football match in Amsterdam. Working back to the 70s. Well, in many ways, though, is that not the point, Fraser? Because people, at the moment, there is, there is a, a rhetoric out there that would make you believe that we are worse than everywhere else and that we're worse than we ever have been. Stevie's saying about going back to the 70s, so. A, maybe we're not worse than we ever have been And are we maybe not worse than everyone else Because, and again, that's not to condone any of this stuff It's just to try and maintain a bit of perspective Yeah, but I, th- I think you're right, Steve, in a sense To, to maintain a bit of perspective and, and Gordon and I were talking during the break About the number of fans arrested in Juventus and, and Ajax And Ajax clearly have a, have a problem with our supporters I mean, Ajax play final The way fans are not allowed in Into the games, they're just not allowed at all anywhere near the games are because things are so bad over, over, over in Holland. So, so yeah, but that doesn't mean we have we can ignore Stevie what's going on in, in, in our country. And, and I've seen a lot of comment, and I think it's it's good that people are writing about the, what football brings to, to to Scottish society and and you know all the good work the community clubs do, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And also that more people are sometimes arrested at concerts as well. I, I get all that, but we're, we're talking about football here, and football has to take care of it. Football will take care of its own problem, mm. and and one of the problems is I think it's been a terrific season football-wise. You know, I was at Simon <laughs> against Hamilton, Hamilton Simon at the weekend. Thoroughly enjoyed my football, thoroughly enjoyed my game, but sometimes it's getting lost. And I'm I'm not blaming the media for reporting for reporting because I work in the media. Absolutely not. It's valid mm. stories, so we have to find a way of 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 of. Of um, uh, it's not the media's fault, but we have to stop way of, of mm. allowing stories like that to, to portray a negative about football. But we can't just ignore it. And the danger is exactly Stevie's saying that some supporters feel as if they have been treated badly in the past by being filmed, etc., etc. So there is a balance between civil liberties, if you like, and trying to trying to uh, acknowledge there is a there's a small problem in Scottish football. We need to stop it. As I say, mm. somebody's going to get hurt if we don't stop, it and it's copycat. Now, Stevie, you've been very critical of one section of of the Celtic support. You will feel way more strongly about that than than I ever could. You, you're involved in it, but I'm just wondering again, 
If that's a bit of a generalisation There's no way you're telling me That every person in that section Is a troublemaker And at the same time You're also talking about people who When it suits Are credited with bringing Colour and noise and atmosphere So Do we need to be careful about Tarring everyone with the same brush? Right I'm I'm, I'm not suggesting to everybody in that section But The amount of time Celtic have been fined in Europe For yeah, I mean, listen, that takes us back to another one that perhaps, you know, UEFA rules are too strict because we see this all the time, don't we? As soon as any sort of you get clubs fined for wearing the wrong tracksuit top and yeah, stuff like that yeah. when you for competition. Well, they, they just take a straight line because you know we talk about the problems that we have sometimes in this country, but you can imagine in other countries and in, in the, the Balkan regions as well, where they've had civil wars, etc. You know, the people in those countries don't like each other, and it reflects in, in the football. So they just take it. They just take a, a straightforward approach. You know, you breach the rule, they just fine them. And, and again, you could you could argue that that hasn't had the effect that they would have wanted wanted for it. So. It is a problem Pyrotechnics is a huge problem You know Somebody even in, uh, in in the stands A supporter If these things explode It's going to cause major problems You saw this at Mungo Keeper Ladke last week Where it affected him uh, We've seen it burn The artificial pitch A few years ago I think it was a Rangers fan Threw it on at, at Falkirk's ground And it burnt the, the, the pitch there We've had supporters Throw on at Hart's ground as well And it's burnt the, the pitch If they don't realise If it's burning these things mm-hmm. Then what what, what, what Fraser is this It's the worst player? season For a long long time In your opinion Because I, th- I, I, I think Years ago This sort of Had died down a little bit I thought that um, You know Everything that we were Talking about Was football uh, now we seem to be mm. talking yeah. off the pitches instead the, of at the, at the same the time, Fraser. And listen, we are we are we are part of this. I'm not naive to, to that. It's almost like a chicken and egg. The, the, the spotlight has been shone on it more, so it's it's actually yeah. difficult. I mean, let's not be let's not kid ourselves on. I've seen flares at Scottish football grounds numerous times for years mm. and years. That doesn't make it right. But what we are doing is now talking about it when we weren't before. Whether that's right or wrong, I'll leave that up to other people. So. Is that where it's difficult to answer Gordon's question About if it, if it truly is worse uh, Yeah I mean I, I just think that it's a bit of a copycat thing That's going on yep. you know, Some people have done it And at the start of the season One person throws a coin And you had the situation where You know forget You learn to get back a coin Bobby's Lamal gets slapped by a supporter You know the, the goalkeeper going to get the ball You know so And then all of a sudden It just seems to have sprung from there And groups of supporters I don't know whether it's just bravado um, I, I don't understand the mentality They say right okay These guys can do it So we're going to do it You know I, I don't understand that that mentality at all But it is something that we just need mm-hmm. to need to nip in the bud Before it gets too big a problem A couple on Twitter Mark Nicholas says Why should innocent fans get punished for the actions of a handful of idiots? Clubs pay enough for policing Why are they not doing their job? Would clubs fine all their players for the action of one player? Uh, but David says Why don't the hundred of innocent true fans Then point out the thug when it happens? Thugs would soon realise their fellow fans Aren't going to turn a blind eye anymore That's that old self-policing one Gordon Is that is that difficult? Is that a lot to ask of people? I think it is Gordon Because <clears throat> um, it's okay to say that But to actually do a football <laughs> game you, uh, you could get yourself into all sorts of trouble And people don't want that Because as innocent fans say All they want is to go along Support their team And enjoy their football So I think that is a difficult one Andy's a Partick Thistle fan on the line How, how do you feel about this Andy? How are you getting on, guys? Uh, good, good show tonight. Thanks, um, I, I, th- I think what Hearts have, uh, have done is absolutely fantastic. I was saying when I called in there, I, uh, I've just started taking my, my young daughter to, to Fur Hill. Um, 
And, you know, we don't see it so much, but one of the reasons I'm a Thistle fan is because I couldn't be bothered with all this sectarianism and uh, all that stuff. And I, I don't know how I would explain to my daughter, you know, if one of the fans next to me were sitting shouting racial abuse at a player or if they were to be throwing stuff onto the park. I don't know how I would be able to explain to my five-year-old daughter why nobody's telling that man not or that man or woman not to do that. And I still need to say to her, by the way, you can't do that. So I, I think my hearts have done great because see what we've done in the past. It's not worked because personally I think it's getting worse. Again, you know, it's coming to a stage where um, it's pretty bad. You know, go to the football and seeing all this happen this week in, week out. So... What we've done in the past doesn't work, so we need to try something new. Mm. Uh, and to be honest with you, I think we should be a wee bit harder. I think we should identify these guys, and, and they should be they should be banned. You know, I don't understand why this is a conversation that we're actually having. Uh, there should be no conversation in it. Part of the thing we need to do is, you know, for so many years in this country, we've allowed uh, the problems to happen, and it's accepted. It's accepted by the police. But it, but in the, the general public, it's football supporters going to an enclosed ground in a, an area, uh, and they're expected to behave. That's part of the contract when you buy a ticket that you come to this ground and you conduct yourself in a manner you know that's acceptable and keeps everybody safe. So I, I don't understand what the conversation is about. I think we should be getting tougher on these idiots. I think people who feel strongly about it, and listen again, Andy. Most people couldn't they couldn't disagree with anything you're saying, but you're talking about. You know, it's not the general public, it's it's football fans. Fraser mentioned that earlier on. I think what gets up the nose of some football fans is that music festivals have these problems, uh, race meetings have these problems, boxing bouts have these problems, and so on. So it, is, is it about making football fans feel different? I think that's what annoys some people. You understand that? Uh, totally, but see, at the end of the day, there's far more many people of the general public go to football matches than go to music venues or horse racing or any other events. It's, it's, it's their national sport, and that's why it has to be a big focus. You know, you go into any, you went to any primary school and you speak to the kids from primary on upwards, and I bet you there'll be a, a fair amount of them have been to a Scottish football match. Do you know what I mean? But see if you ask those sort of same kids how many's been to horse racing or how many's been to a festival, you won't get the same answer. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I, there's, there's no doubt that uh, football has, has has got its own problems, and I think that's what I said earlier. You can talk about horse racing, you can talk about festivals, and and it's right. You know, sometimes there's less arrests at an Old Firm game than there is uh, elsewhere. That doesn't mean we, we, football, if we're talking about it specifically, hasn't has it's got mm. to get a grip of its own problems. We have to address it before it gets too big. And I keep repeating, somebody will get hurt, and then we are in all sorts of bother as a game because what do you do? And this is just a message and it's perhaps just a warning shot across the bows of heart supporters from Anne Bunch to say we don't want that. And, and it is difficult when, when Andy's saying there he's sitting with his daughter if somebody's hurling abuse and it's, it might be racist, maybe might be or whatever else. Even just general abuse. I've spoken about this before about, about yeah, okay, you can shout at football players and boo football players for their abilities but sometimes it goes way over the top and some of the chants that, 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 about, about certain players or what's happened in their personal life or to their family are awful, you know, and, and I don't accept this. And maybe this is the mentality that you've paid your twenty quid, therefore you can say anything you want. I don't accept that. I really don't accept I, that I, as, as I a level of, of behaviour we, we we shouldn't tolerate. I think it's a great move from Hearts, and and I can understand all the arguments, Gordon and Fraser. But if you're a if you're a true fan, you're only there to see your team and support your team. If it's the inconvenience of being maybe moved to another seat to keep these lunatics out, I would accept that. 
Because you would want a better club You want to enjoy your football You want to know the safety And you know He goes to Partick Thistle With his 10 year old There's people going along there With kids I would much rather sit In another seat And say At least my club's trying To do something To prevent this Yeah Andy Tell us a bit about your Fan experience then Is it Is that something You'd be comfortable with If it was to be More searches If it's to be You know You know that you're Constantly covered by CCTV Or even We've heard You know Sniffer dogs And all the rest of it You you fine with that Just because Well You're not doing anything wrong I'm absolutely fine with that You know I go to the match With my daughter And I haven't done anything wrong But let me just tell you Something about the CCTV Everybody gives it a negative uh, uh, You know It gets a negative press But I'll tell you something That happened to me That for Hill when I was a young, you know, younger, about 18 years old, I was actually arrested, right? And, uh, you know, it actually proved the CCTV footage um, that the club provided and the club were great. Actually, when it went to the Procurator Fiscal and saw the CCTV footage, then there was, you know, it was proven that I hadn't done what the stewards and the police had said I had done. In fact, there was no incident whatsoever. So it's not just a bad thing, you know. We, we had that the day with the stewards and the police were saying that we had basically uh, been throwing pies onto the park. And see, when you look at the CCTV footage, it has been. And I'll tell you something as well. I'm a big boy. I would never throw a pie on that park, has I? would <laughs> rather eat it. <laughs> it, swings, it swings and roundabouts, guys. It's there to protect you as well. Do you know what I mean? So it's a good thing for me. See, the great thing about that is I was tempted to make a joke about Gordon DL never throwing a pie away. And then I thought, you know, you shouldn't make a joke about this. is a serious conversation we're having. And Andy did it for me. Magnificent. Thank you, Andy Indram Chapel. Some great points well made. I think we'll give talking about the actual football a chance. Yeah, Fancy come that. On. Right, Big come games. on. Football calls. Get them in 0141 951 We'll do that next. Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's personal injury solicitors. Get the result you deserve. Talk to Thompson's.com. Fraser Wishart and Gordon DL are here. We're on the phones and we're on Twitter at Clyde SSB. Great reaction, great response on the question of Hearts closing a section of Tynecastle. Is it right? Is it wrong? Great response. But let's try and talk football because I would hate to get buried in amongst this stuff and lose sight of the fact that we actually have a really good product on the pitch this season and we're all enjoying it so let's look forward uh, Stevie's in Paisley wants to talk football hi Stevie hi Gordon how are you getting on not too bad at all what's on your mind tonight uh, just a couple of points uh, to Fraser uh, hi Gordon as well obviously. I've not hi Stevie oh, thank you uh, <laughs> Fraser there's just a couple of points I know we've been talking about the, the football and I know that you're in charge of the PFA but yeah. my first point's about uh, Motherwell's youth system uh, If Gordon remembers We had uh, Mr Burroughs on last year And he's, he's just a fantastic Advocate for, for Motherwell Football Club And what is he doing In the background uh, To bring in kind of All the youth product That seems to be coming through At Motherwell God, I, I think it's a it's just Complicated um, system In terms of all the people That are involved Stevie I mean I'm, I'm really pleased That Motherwell's been doing it Because I think in recent years I don't think there was a, a lot of young players Coming through But maybe that was just because it was too early for Turnbull, it was too early for Hasty. Alan Campbell's been around for a couple of years, a wee bit older as well. But just all of a sudden, they, they, they've been given a chance and sometimes it takes, because Muller have been really good for a couple of seasons and uh, been in cup finals, etc. But this season at the start, it wasn't so good and they got a few injuries and then all of a sudden these young lads were given a chance and, and what they bring is just a youth and enthusiasm. Hasty was out on loan and has come back, it's just been a revelation. David Turnbull to me just looks a wonderful footballer. <laughs> So I, I think it's I think it's down to the, the, the youth system. I was actually out there yesterday um, speaking to, to the players. 
I'm biased because I had seven years as a Motherwell player. I, I love going up there. Love going back to the club. There's still some of the same people that work in the office and you're always welcome there. Uh, all the staff sit in one area and have their lunch, whether it's players or staff that are around the ground as well. They have their lunch together. They're a really good club mm. and I think they, they get... Like Stevie Hamill's now working in the youth system with David Clarks and they had Stevie Mann. So they get guys who've been players and they put mm. them into the youth system to bring through young players. And it's the way forward for our clubs. In recent years, we've not had enough young players breaking through, but the, the, the guys at Motherwell uh, are, are top notch. They are well, good, good players. These things don't happen overnight, Gordon. Stevie Hamill's in charge of the academy now. Mm. Scott Leach before that. Um, Stephen Cragen was in charge of the reserves. Now it's Morris Ross. They, they, they don't happen overnight, but a few things need to fall into place. You then need a manager to take a chance. Stephen Robinson. Did with Campbell and Cadden Then You know It took a bit longer Until the other guys were ready They they came in in January So there are A number of factors That have to happen And by the way There are other clubs Doing good things as well Yeah but <clears throat> Motherwell have been terrific This season Gordon Producing what they're producing And they got it right By the fact that It was timing when They let their lads go And get first team football And experienced First team football Week in week out Then obviously I think that Um Having watched Motherwell, I think the manager's hand was forced a little bit because teams, they, they knew how to play against them. They were a long ball team. They had people who was just workers. They, they lived off the second ball. It was successful for them. But then all of a sudden they went downhill and they were struggling a little bit. And uh, the manager was brave enough to say, right, OK, I'm going to give these kids an opportunity. And it shows you, mm-hmm. if you give them an opportunity, there's young kids out there that can grasp that. Uh, just on that, Mother Love signed Livingston defender Declan Gallagher on a pre-contract. It just seemed like a good time to bring you that news. <laughs> uh, Stevie, as a Celtic fan, w- what about your own team? Big couple of weeks coming up for for the team, for the hopes of silverware, for the manager, of course. Massive. Uh, I was obviously... Uh, on a couple of weeks ago, uh, talking about how the, the the performances were just a wee bit uh, below par. I'm glad we've got wee Christie back, but I think the, the big decisive moment is Shinny all playing for Aberdeen this weekend. I think that 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 could sway the the the, the game just ever so slightly to Celtic, but it's, it's, it's obviously a, a very very hard game for us to play on Sunday. But I'm looking forward to it, you know. Yeah, I think it'll be an absolute cracker. As I said earlier, I think that Aberdeen. Fancy their chances for the first time in a long time. I've watched Celtic uh, since Neil Lennon came in. Yeah, they've got a habit of scoring late goals. Yes, sometimes the second half performance hasn't been the greatest, but that all goes out the window. This is a semi-final at Hamden, Gordon, going for a final for the treble treble. Celtic will be up for this game. Here's what Scott McKenna had to say on the absence of Graham Shinney and the game itself. I do feel a bit older when you've got 17, 18, 19 year olds coming into it and all of a sudden 22 seems seems a mile off it. But uh, obviously it's brilliant that, that they boys are coming in and doing well and you just need to try and try and look after them as much as you can when things maybe aren't coming off of them. And we still do have your Andy Constance, Joe Lewis, Graham Shinney. Most of the time obviously misses the game at the weekend. They're, they're the true leaders but you've got Myself and Max won that We've played quite a few games now And you just need to try and help the ones that are just fresh in the team Looking forward to that one Fraser I think the, yeah. even the neutral should be Yeah looking forward to, to watching it in the, in the box on, on Sunday I mean, I, I think it's the game that if Celtic win it That'll be the treble treble Because the league's pretty much in the bag And then I don't think that Hearts or Inverness Would, would, uh, would the strength be able to take 
Celtic in a one-off game in the final when they're going for treble, treble. This is the more tricky game for, for Celtic. So this is it. This is what the season comes down to. And uh, I think it'll be a bit closer than, than some people might think because I do think Aberdeen are, are, are they're built to sit in. They're built to soak up pressure. They're strong at the back these days. In the midfield, they will miss Shinny. I mean, Shinny does do a really good job for, for, for Aberdeen. He gets around the park. He's a, a driving force. He's, he's somebody that will go up. and He'll stand up to likes of Scott Brown and, and McGregor in the midfield and he'll go battle with him. Picks up a lot of bookings, but that's because it's part of his game. So he will be missed and that might just be the key point. And like Stevie mentioned there, Ryan Christie. I think if Ryan Christie gets a start, then I think he could make a difference. Him and Rogic and McGregor combined so well earlier on the season. Three good footballers. And that might just be the difference to Sweet and Celtic's favour. Will is a Kilmarnock fan from Govan. Hi, Will. What's in your mind tonight? Hi, well, just uh, uh, just a couple of points. Um, just the first one. I just wanted to know what um, Fraser and Gordon's um, sort of opinion would be on Kilmarnock's possibility of you know getting to Europe next year. I know, obviously, we still need to go through the qualifiers, etc. But even the qualifiers itself, is there a chance of us keeping the momentum to keep Doug off? Fourth Gordon I mean third at the moment mm-hmm. uh, Fourth looks like Don't want to get too far ahead Fourth looks like it would be a minimum Six points clear of Hibs I mean, It could be made up But certainly they're in third at the moment In the driving seat I think they'll finish third Gordon I think their forum is that good I think their confidence uh, They work as a team um, Stevie Clark's done A fantastic job down there You've got to say uh, Every player knows their Their um, Duties and their responsibilities And I just think that uh, They'll finish in third And I think that Stevie Clark In my opinion I know Fraser's sitting here I think he will be Manager of the year We might just get into that A bit later on What about <laughs> Will's initial point though Fraser They've got They've got every chance I mean, Fourth might get into Europe Depending on how The Scottish Cup goes I think if Celtic or Aberdeen Win the Cup Then fourth place Will pretty much get into 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 Europe But if Hearts were able to win it Then all of a sudden Third doesn't get Sorry fourth doesn't get it Into Europe But One of the things that's, That uh, come on Have to do is, is Keep Steve Clark. It was interesting And you guys are talking about it In detail In the, in the studio with Hugh On Saturday Was about the reasons Why you give an interview To, to, the, to the Midlands Courier Or whoever it is And there's every chance That Stevie Clark Will be given an offer From down south And I, I'm not convinced That he particularly wants To stay up here anywhere eh, Other than Kilmarnock but he's been up for a couple of years. I know his family's down south, and his his, his kids and his grandkids, etc. There'll come a time when he gets an offer, and he's going to say yes. And was he paving the way for to say, listen, I'm I'm, I'm thinking about it. Even, even, summer, that that might Al- be the biggest loss. Alex for Neil, of course, might be getting the the yeah, West Brom West job. job yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I, th- I think Steve Clark will look at Kilmarnock and think, right, how how far can I keep? Keep uh, taking this team And I think that's the decision he'll make Well you've asked if the guys are confident of it happening What about you as a Kilmarnock fan? I'm, I'm confident of us um, Of us getting third At least fourth um, Obviously Like Fraser said If it gets to gets to the point that It may come down to the Scottish Cup Whoever wins the Scottish Cup um, But I'm pretty confident That we can actually keep a hold of third I know we're level on points with Aberdeen but I've look, looking at the post, looking at post split fixtures. I'm, I'm, I'm really, really looking forward, forward to it, and I think we can keep a hold of third. And I think that that in itself, Europe might be a deciding factor for Steve Clark in staying as well. Could be. Is, yeah. that, 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 be. is that fair? That could be a, yeah. an incentive. Yeah, first time in Kilmarnock have been in Europe for years and years and years And uh, you're right, well that might be an, an incentive for, for your team They're playing very well, I mean, a really sticky spell 
where they, they were right up in sort of second place and top for a wee for a wee spell. But uh, the last few weeks, I think they've been terrific. I saw them absolutely batter Hamilton, and, and it could have been a lot more in, on on the day. And it just looked so easy. I mean, Stuart Finlay for me, one of the most improved players at, at the back as well. I know the strikers always get the credit for it, but guys like Finlay, Kirk Broadfoot, looking solid. The fullbacks as well, O'Donnell, Taylor, massively improved. They've got a good squad. Okay, we're also on Twitter. Ah, oh, the, the, the pre-match nerves are setting. And MC says this is the first time in three years I'm getting anxious about a Celtic match. The Dons are a wounded sheep, but I have faith in the boys. <laughs> on that note. <laughs> The Pundit With goals in the Scottish Sun The SPFL and EPL Latest every Monday, Wednesday and Saturday Don't forget an extra special Beat the Pundit tonight Not only your chance to get one over on Gordon DL Or Fraser Wishart And win yourself a signed ball But just for getting on You get to win yourself tickets To Clyde One Super Scoreboard's Pub Quiz Friday the 19th of April At the Drygate Brewing Company Great venue Hopefully Some good company Some good questions Some good prizes As well Cash prizes on the night And the chance to come and sit in On the Super Scoreboard show Depending how successful you are A Q&A with some of the team as well So it is sold out If you want to win the tickets You're going to have to play Beat the Pundit 0141 951 1025 Be quick Lines close at the news at 7 Clyde One Super Scoreboard With Thompson's personal injury solicitors Win the compensation you deserve Talk to Thompson's.com Fraser Wishart and Gordon DL are here with me Gordon Duncan You can get in touch on the phones and you can tweet Now Fraser Wishart with his PFA Scotland hat on Has been busy this week Because the voting for player and manager of the year Is getting underway So we're going to get Fraser to explain the process to us And then it'll be over to you to give us your suggestions Let's do this first though Pundit with goals in the Scottish Sun, the SPFL and EPL latest every Monday, Wednesday and Saturday. Beat the pundit time. Gordon and Fraser are both ready. One of them is up against Dylan from Clyde Bank tonight. Hi, Dylan. Hiya. How are you this evening? I'm all right. Yourselves? Not too bad at all, Dylan. I'm wondering how much of an incentive the tickets to the pub quiz were, or did you just fancy beat the pundit anyway? They were an incentive, but I want a rematch against Gordon DL as well because they beat me the last time. No chance. How did that happen? On, on a tiebreaker as well, it's even worse. Oh, that is worse. You're hopeless at tiebreakers. You must, oh, you must give the man his chance. No, yeah. you're doing it. Don't each, you try and get. It was what? How many each? Seven, seven, seven each. Oh, <laughs> are you sure it was Gordon DL? <laughs> <laughs> What's the answer? I can't remember the question. I could be on as well in the tiebreaker. What was it? Many goals of Scotland scored in the World Cup. Oh, fuck, I can't believe he get beaten that one. Dylan's clearly. I still don't. Dylan's know. not letting this go. Dylan's been haunted by this. Right, anyway, so Dylan, just for getting on, you have won yourself tickets to Clyde One Super Scoreboard's pub quiz. It kicks off Friday, 19th of April at the Drygate Brewing Company. Good venue, that Fraser, isn't it? Yeah, That's good pub. Been a few times, it. good beers. Uh, it is sold out, Dylan, but you can come along just for getting through. You'll have a chance to have a QA with the guys as well. Happy with that? Yeah, that's good Right, good man Let's move on to the main event though Hedger up against Fraser Wishart uh, And Tails, it will be the rematch with Gordon DL And it is Tails Rematch, <laughs> Gordon DL What Cut. will the tiebreaker be tonight? Let me give Gordon some Clyde too Go on Dylan uh, And make sure he can't hear us uh, And we'll get your clock up and running Dylan, 30 seconds Head to head with Gordon You can pass Here is your chance to beat the pundit Are you ready? Yep Xander Clark is the current goalkeeper for which Scottish team? Johnston. Who is the chief executive of the Scottish FA? Neil Doncaster. Which Hibs player broke Gordon Smith's record of Edinburgh Derby appearances last weekend? Pass. Where did Rangers sign Jamie Murphy from? Brighton. What nationality is Celtic's bio? 
Ivory Coast. Name any Scottish team that Michael O'Neill, the Northern Ireland manager, played with. And which I've definitely got time. Who was the manager of Inverness when they won the Scottish Cup in 2015? John Jones. Okay, let's bring Gordon Deal back. Gordon, are you with us? Yes, I'm. You are right. Same set of questions to you. Go on. Dylan was brilliant, by the way. You are up against it. You ready? Yeah. Xander Clark is the current goalkeeper for which Scottish team? St John's. Who's the chief executive of the Scottish FA? Ian Maxwell. Which Hibs player broke Gordon Smith's record of Edinburgh Derby appearances last weekend? Pass. Where did Rangers sign Jamie Murphy from? Brighton. What nationality is Celtic's bio? Uh, Ivory Coast. Name any Scottish team that Northern Ireland manager Michael O'Neill played with. Played with Hibs. And who was the manager of Inverness when they won the Scottish Cup in 2015? John Hughes. Okay. Dylan, what do you make of him? I think it's Damien and Michael O'Neill Oh no, no, no again Let's find out First one, Xander Clark Current goalkeeper for which Scottish team? St Johnson Well done, you both got it right uh, Dylan, you got your organisations mixed up It's easy done Who's the chief executive of the Scottish FA? It's Ian Maxwell You went for Neil Doncaster That's the SPFL uh, Which Hibs player broke Gordon Smith's record of Derby appearances last weekend? Fraser Lewis Stevenson It was Lewis Stevenson Oh never got that How many was it Can you remember 39 I Is it 39 Great innings 2-1 uh, to Gordon DL Where did Rangers sign Jamie Murphy from You both got that it was Brighton So it's 3-2 to Gordon It then becomes 4-3 Because you both knew that Bio is from the Ivory Coast Didn't mm. expect you to get that one No offence I just thought you would get it wrong No offence uh, taken <laughs> 4-3 <laughs> to Gordon DL uh, Name any Scottish team That Northern Ireland manager Michael O'Neill played with You had quite the list To choose from Dundee United as well Dundee United Hibs Aberdeen St Johnson Clydebank Ayr No St Mirren Dillon Which means Gordon stretches his lead uh, And even though you got John Hughes on the last one It wasn't enough He's beaten you twice Dylan. You're going to have to get Your revenge At the pub quiz next week Is that alright? Ah, good Good man, we'll see you there anyway Dylan will be along Hopefully the rest of you that are coming along Will have a good night as well At the Drygate Brewing Company You've, you've got the bragging rights Look at that twice oh, He's on my mantelpiece <laughs> Saying that, there's a lot on my mantelpiece just now um, It's funny, in the office uh, Andy, the producer, has the, the, the balls lined up for, To be signed for the contestants who win On Beat the Pundit And I did notice there was a They were getting stockpiled yesterday And a lot of them did seem to have the name Gordon DL next to them And I thought it was That's how many you had lost but he informs me that it's just because you were still to sign them. Yeah, I'm fired yeah. just now. Sure? My record's incredible. Keep a tally and see who's. Oh, who's I'm, I'm, we are uh, me and the mushroom. Aye. Uh, yeah, but you, oh, yeah, that's easy. He's um, in the mantelpiece piece as well, isn't he? Oh, aye, he's with Dylan. He's, 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 he's in with Dylan just now. <laughs> I think you've lost more than him this no, season. No, no, no chance. I really do. Absolutely okay. no right, chance. We'll check it. We'll check it. That's the first time you've played in a month. The producer tells me. No, I'm not having that. Yep. Producer Andy I was on about a month ago with you. Well, see this month, 100%. Let's talk player and manager of the year because, Fraser, it's that time of the year. In case people are unsure or confused a bit about the process, just explain exactly what you do and how you do it because I noticed that you have been out visiting yes. the clubs already, yes? Yes, we've been out visiting the clubs. I think some people think that when we announce a shortlist in a couple of weeks since the top four, People think that it's maybe chosen by me or the staff at the PFA, but it's not. That's the top four after we've counted the votes. So basically, it's quite simple. We ask 
every player in Scotland to vote for the best player in their division. And we asked them to vote for the best young player across any league as well. And young player is 21 or under at the start of the season. Uh, and so we're just going down now. We, we try and leave it as late as possible. Our dinner's on May the 5th, which is right at the end of the Championship League 1, League 2 season. So we have to do it then because, you know, with respect to, to the guys in the lower leagues who are, who are members of ours as well. So. We count up all the votes. Oh, well, I don't count them up. There's an independent verifier. Counts up all the votes, and uh, we then announce the top four. But the winner doesn't know. Genuinely, doesn't know until the night. We don't tell any winner, uh, and then we, we collect the managers' votes as, as well this year, which is actually going to be awarded this year by the managers and coaches' association rather than from ourselves because they're they're, they're trying to get themselves a bit of profile as well. So we'll count the votes, and the managers will 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 will, will, uh, will take mm. the credit for it. So yeah, exciting times. We're, we go around the the, the the grounds. We've been to St Mirren. <laughs> Went to Motherwell yesterday. I'm at Kilmarnock first thing tomorrow. We'll be out at other clubs across the, the land and uh, we count them all up and we, we announce the top four and then the winner on the night. So it's, it's an exciting night. It's a great night. And any limits on who, who can vote for, for who? You, can you vote for your own teammates? No. no. You can't and you, you, you have to vote for, for someone in another team. And we, yeah, and we right. also get the guys to vote for their team of the year. And uh, again, you're not allowed to vote yep, for each other right, yeah, just... in, in your own team. So, so that would be, be wrong. So you can't vote for anybody in your own team, but... You vote for the best in your division mm-hmm. as well because it's divisional awards. I'll just preempt this because it comes up when you're then trying to debate who it should be. It's always, oh, it's a bit early. The Scottish <laughs> Cup semis haven't been yet, and we can't we can't tell. You know, if so and so goes on to do this, they should be it. Listen, I, the EFL in England have already given some of theirs out, yeah. so it's clearly difficult. Why now? What? Why can't it it's, be left it's, later? It's not perfect. I mean, but we wait. We think after the split uh, is is probably the most appropriate time as I said we, we have ours earlier than two weeks earlier than, than the football writers because we have divisional awards the football writers don't they've won award for, for the, the top level we, we've got to respect to the guys who are members of PFA Scotland from, from Albion Rovers all the way through to Celtic and Rangers and the big clubs as well so divisional awards are as important as, as, what, as, what as, as the main What do you mean by that? Is, is the logic being that once their season finishes they might they might be away they, they might be away on holiday is, yeah. that, is that the problem? Yeah and, and uh, there's playoffs k- kick in as well and so it's difficult to get them to come to the night as well but also they will away maybe club holidays they'll maybe disappear they maybe won't be seen again at their clubs they'll leave their clubs as well so we want as many clubs as possible to be, to be there and we mm. probably get around three quarters of the clubs Attend the dinner in, in some shape or form So uh, yeah That's why we have it earlier uh, The debate's always around Who didn't get in the top four Rather than who did But uh, I think it's pretty open this year I can't think of mm. Usually usually every year you think Yeah it's one or two But it's pretty open For all the awards Including the manager year I think as well Come on then this I'm going to make it challenging for you Don't just tell me Who should be your player of the year Pick your four I want to know who is on Your four man shortlist yeah. For player of the year And all the other awards as well Let's hear from you right now Well one four one. Nine five one one zero two five. I have no idea how much you can or cannot divulge, but you'll you'll be able to deal with this. I'm sure. How how close does it come? Has it ever been really close? We had a tie one year. Oh, that's true. Yeah, Fernando with John Hartson and, yeah. and Fernando Rickson. Um, what happens here, Fraser? Just both six got months each. <laughs> in the jail. Yeah, yeah. But we actually we had to give it to them. I mean, we we counted and counted and counted. So and recounts etc. We now actually ask the players. For a second choice So if there's a tie ah, right, again okay. Account back sort of thing Account back thing But we've never had to use it It has been close o- over, over the years I'm trying to think Who was the last runaway winner Scott Sinclair Was a wee bit ahead Was it? In his terrific season um, Last year Scott Brown won it But uh, there was others And, and uh, were close to him So See, see yeah. when I won it Twice uh, <laughs> It was a fix 
No, was so you on it three times? I don't. Well, I, t- I don't know. Maybe th- the third time I didn't know I was there. But was our runaway winner like I was in the pundit? Is, it was so long ago. <laughs> so long ago, I can't even remember. Is it true that in in true Gordon DL never humble fashion, the second time you won it, yeah. you went up. Started the speech yeah. Then threw a bit of paper away And says oh sorry That must have been last year's speech <laughs> Oh you're Oh you're you must uh, You like you're that Do you not Right Gordon Come on then You lead off And then I want oh, the callers cool. to join in 0141-951-1025 Four Pick four Struggling with four Right Callum McGregor Okay James Forrest Okay Morales Mm-hmm. I'm struggling my fourth one. I think choose, yeah. choose one that's non old fan. Right, okay. Well, I, 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 I'm going to go Sam Cosgrove for All his right. goal return at Aberdeen. You're allowed to pick Fraser from that. I'll go. That yeah, that's upon. Not, ah, you're not voting anyway. So. I'm not voting and not counting, so it doesn't matter. But uh, I, I would go with those three and to pick one non old firm, Craig Hall. Yes, I like that shout. Just oh, personally, no one really yeah. cares. But, yeah. but I think, but uh, yeah, great. Yeah, I like that. Really not, yeah, I think that's not a bad shout at all. Um, Young player Is that more difficult I think Ferguson Turnbull I think uh, I'll be between They two I don't Hasty come in Too late for me You've got, you've got to remember Christopher Iyer Still Watson Edward Can still Can he uh, well, yeah. I think, I think Ryan still Kent, Is Ryan Kent 21 or under At the start of the season So last August 21 so, so is Ryan Kent Eligible Let uh, me look him up Let me google his birthday Look him up uh, Ryan Kent He's 22 nah. He turned 22 In no- November So yeah He is eligible 21 so he's eligible under. We make it 21 or under. Right, Come on then Give us If you want to just pick One player of the year Fine But I want to know Your four man shortlist Because we need to get To that first So who would your Four man shortlist be For player of the year And young player manager We'll take the lot 01419511025 You can tweet us as well At Clyde SSB We'll speak to Jim In Rutherglen I don't know if you've got Player of the Year on your mind, Jim? Is it something else you're on for? Hi, how you doing? Good evening, guys. Hi, Jim. Um, Hi, Jim. Hi, how you doing? Uh, it just seems to be a lot of people kind of vocal over the last few spells saying that um, there's been no progress with Rangers over the season. This time last year, we lost two old firm games. It was uh, 9-0 in aggregate, and we were lucky. It was only nine. This time, this season, on our day, we could beat anybody. It's only consistency that's cost us. And we are we couple of nips and tucks we're not that far away and the Celtic give the appointment to Lennon they've seriously dropped in calibre a manager to, uh, to who they had before that so I don't see why people can see um, there's been no progress does anybody want the team that we had last year Gerard built a team within a month at the beginning of the season he has made mistakes granted but he's learned as we've been through and I think at the beginning of next season into next you'll see a far far stronger uh, Rangers, granted, we've not we've not reached Hamden, we've not reached a final, um, which has been a disappointment. Mm. But we've had the best season we've had in about six years. That's how low we had fallen. Um, and last week at uh, Park Kids, we made two clangers. And before Cavalier done that, I could only see one team winning that match. Gone. Well, I do agree that uh, the Rangers supporters are a lot happier. Um, they brought in what over fifteen players this year under Stephen Gerrard. Um, yeah, consistencies let them down, Gordon. Um, I, I've always said that sometimes when you watch Rangers, they're, they're they're very very good to watch, entertaining, attacking. They play at a good pace. Um, you're talking there about Rangers will be better next season. So will Celtic. 
Because they've got money to go and spend They need a turnaround as well There'll be a few players leaving So I'd imagine Celtic would be as well um, Everybody talks about this gap closing Well, still, what is it now? 11 points uh, Neil Lennon took over with 8 points So he's moved that on a little bit I think the disappointing thing for Rangers supporters this year is I don't think they expected to win the league, Gordon I know when they beat Celtic in the 29th of December at Ibrox Everybody was over the moon with the result They needed that result They thought then that they could go on and challenge But Celtic mm. were just too strong with the squad I think the big disappointment is was the Cups for them Yeah, I, I think mean, they were looking for a better return in the Cups Fraser, the thing is when you're asked about progress Or when you're, you're me- measuring it It doesn't have to be yes or no mm-hmm. it, it, You know, pe- Jim's saying people are saying there's no progress it, it, it can be... A little bit of progress It can be a big bit of progress Somewhere in the middle So that that's probably where the debate is Rather than Yes or no Has there been progress Yeah I mean I, th- I think We've spoken about it before People will throw stats And look at last season And points And goals scored etc But uh, I, I think that the truth of it Is with your eye And you see as a team Are Rangers better Than they were this time last year They, they, they are I think at the start of the season I don't think Rangers supporters Particularly thought They could win the title Even people within Rangers uh, probably thought that But At the turn of the year You could just sense There was a bit of excitement After they beat uh, Celtic At the turn of the year Celtic did look tired They they were going through A sticky sticky patch But the rest did Celtic So much good And all their key players Came back And they've been really good Since the, since the break And Rangers have just struggled mm. You know Rangers probably The winter break Came at the wrong time Because there was a bit of momentum there And looking looking at the, the table It's draws I think that have killed them I think they've lost one more game Than Celtic um, and it's draws that have killed them And it's games where Celtic go to Dundee And win in the 95th minute And Rangers aren't winning those games uh, But I think Jim you, you said it there You would much rather be building for next season With the team as it is Than last year's team When it was it was just awful on and off the park at the club So they're in a better position But they're going to have to spend They have to bring in players Because Celtic as Gordon says Celtic will buy And Celtic will bring in some good, some good players this year To add to a very good squad well Jim you'll be pleased to know Connor Goldson says No one at Rangers will be playing like the season's over They've still to secure second place Although they are favourites The defender says they now want to prove themselves We've got five more massive games I think that after the old firm That we all had a chat and said that we wanted to Treat these last seven like um, we're still in contention And that's not saying that we are Or that's not me sitting here and saying we are still in contention But we just want to finish the season as well as we can Because we feel that overall we've done really well this season and a few little blips over the season have let us down. So if we can go finish the season as strongly as possible, then at least it gets remembered as a positive season rather than getting remembered as a negative season. Thanks to Jim and Rutherglen. Lots of tweets coming in. We're asking for your four-man shortlist for Player of the Year. I know that's asking a lot, but let's let's do it. If you all think about it, I'm sure we can come up with some good lists because the voting started. Fraser Wishart just explained the process to us. Uh, Paul Zog says Forrest, Morelos, Cosgrove, McGregor. Gerald Talent says McGregor, Forrest, Morelos, Brophy. <laughs> Seen a bit of a theme here. Forrest, <laughs> McGregor, Morelos are on pretty much everyone's list. Craig has got some shouts for manager Stevie Clark, Jim Goodwin, Ian McCall, Dick Campbell. Yep, yep. Um, David's got some slightly different shouts Tavernier he says Not only for goals But assists unbelievable for a defender Cosgrove The Livingston goalkeeper Liam Kelly um, And then he says Bain for the clean sheets But two goalkeepers on the list That would be quite something Do you agree or disagree with what you're saying? Let's hear from you 
Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors. Great results for Scottish accident and injury victims for 40 years. It's that time of the night when we set up the full-time teaser for the pundits. You send the questions in. We give them between now and the end of the show and they try and come up with the answer. Sometimes it goes better than others. Uh, this one has been sent in oh. tonight. Quite a simple one in that you're only looking for seven Answers, oh, uh, but they're quite tough. So full time at Clyde1.com. That's where you send them into questions kind of along these lines. So seven players yeah. have scored more than once in a single Scottish Cup final this century. So oh. within one game, seven players have scored more than once in a Scottish Cup final this oh. century. You know, so they've either scored two or they've scored a hat trick on the day. Chris Boyd must be one. Yes. Come on, Fraser. Seven players this century. I think one of them's done it more than once, so that that doesn't count. Rudy Schedule. Yes, it's one of oh. the difficult ones. You're only looking for seven, so we'll, we'll just leave it there for now. That's a good starter. You can help us at Clyde SSB. We are still looking for your suggestions for Young Player of the Year, for Player of the Year, for Manager of the Year. Bonus points if you can come up with a four-man shortlist, because that's what the players are having to do right now. If you missed it earlier on Fraser Wishart explained the process They're now visiting the clubs Taking the votes And the four players with the most votes Then go on the shortlist And the winners get announced on the evening Luke Jones has put a bit of thought into it Because he's given his young player I like that yeah. Connor McLennan yeah. Lewis Ferguson uh-huh. Is Luke Jones an Aberdeen yeah. fan? I think he is But still They're both very good Ryan Kent David Turnbull That's a strong four That's a strong four, yeah Not bad yeah, yeah. Not bad, yeah. yeah Who's lost out then? Who's... M- Anyone in particular? Not Christopher Ayer and Anthony Edwards were two from Celtic, but yeah, but Ayer played. Edwards been in out, hasn't he? Uh, just now he's terrific. You've got to say, um, Edwards been injured, so I think the favourite there would be Young Ferguson. I think he's been yeah, he's played. Brilliant. He's played almost every game, hasn't he? Yeah, it's been brilliant. It's part of the challenge now, Fraser, to find someone who has. Consistently played Across a full season Because yeah. you can find So many examples Of guys that have been Brilliant for spells Stephen Naismith Hearts relied on him so much Injuries ended that Ryan Christie at a time Was Celtic's main player But he didn't start the season And he's he's been injured For, for quite some time So Almost as if You know as If you've consistently Put a good run together You're in with a shout There's not many players I think because yeah. There's such big squads now And they rotate And uh, people pick up injuries so there's not many guys that play every single game in, in a season But when we played there was always four or five regulars That would play every single game of a season Or almost every game So yeah, it, it can be difficult I mean young Lewis Ferguson He's hardly missed a game Maybe one or two through suspension maybe an injury. I don't think he's been dropped since the beginning of the season You know, since he was just dropped into the team Having played 14 games or something for Halanakis last year So he would certainly be, be up there David Turnbull's been terrific He just looks a... A wonderful footballer So there, there's one or two out there But th- th- that's what's going to make it really interesting Counting the votes In some years you think Yeah I mean he's miles ahead Lee Griffiths scores a barrel of goals It's got to be Lee Griffiths There's nobody standing out at all For any of the awards Manager, young player, player It'll be it'll be a close vote this year Has there ever been one that, that surprised you? Not to disrespect the player But you just thought Oh wow I just didn't didn't see that coming Yeah the big man Michael Higdon mm-hmm. And uh, there was uh, <laughs> Memorable night for him most. But he scored 28 goals People forget He scored 28 goals For, for, for mm-hmm. Motherwell that season So uh, there was a big Stushy that year I remember We 
I need to speak to Neil Lennon and others about Celtic had no players nominated that they won the league. And yeah, I remember that one. But that can happen if you've got a spread of players yeah. rather than one outstanding candidate. Can't Absolutely, it? there was about eight players, eight Celtic players got votes. You know, and you're saying, so it's great. I mean, I really enjoy it. I enjoy seeing what players think because players do think differently from us watching the game. Yeah, and from football writers as well because we're fans now and we're watching the game differently. But when you're on the field of play. They might see somebody that mm-hmm. plays really well against them And they think, yeah, he's really tricky I can't, you know, winger mm-hmm. or whatever else so great, dis- great response to this on Twitter Let's get some on the phones, come on 0141 951 1025 um, Kyle Reid is a St Mirren fan But he's noticed Craig Halkett So that's quite something Because it's not you know one of the, the big teams Or one of the, the players that scores a lot of goals And gets the you know the, the accolades David Dock's got his eye in the championships Dobby, surely Warren Shanklin might have something to say about that and a few others. Um I did say that every list we've had in so far pretty much had had you know had Callum McGregor, James mm-hmm. Forrest, Alfredo Morelos, not Mikey's. Mikey's not hiding, perhaps, his allegiance. Alan McGregor, Alfredo Morelos, two Rangers players. He's got the former Rangers players, Craig Halkett and Liam Kelly as well. It might be a coincidence. Maybe <laughs> I'm being unfair. Gerard for <laughs> Maybe I'm being Jordan unfair Jones. on Mikey. <laughs> I'm just joking. Uh what else have we got? Uh, Lee's asking Fraser Do you find Rangers players Vote for Celtic players And vice versa You wouldn't know Would you You don't you No we don't, see, count, we don't count, you count don't the votes But my experience is Yes They will Some some, some won't But uh, the majority The majority will uh, I think over the years That's changed When I was playing It, it was really Kind of frowned upon But um, No it's uh, they, they do vote for each other Aidan Logue's got A very interesting list Edward Bain Brophy And Power so he's got it split between Celtic and Kilmarnock. He's not, but he's not got Forrest. He's not got McGregor. He's not got Morelos. So, good luck to the players out there who are having to make up their minds because it just shows you that we've got quite a spread. Um, you just have to choose one. The players, of course, they don't choose four, but uh, they choose one. Oh and yeah, then, of course, and yeah, yeah, yeah. Count them all up, so it's slightly easier. But uh, yeah, interesting. The top four. Uh, Stephen is in Paisley. What's on your mind tonight, Stephen? Um, my mind is about the cup final on uh, Sunday. I'm no greatly kind of confident. Because of the way we've been playing, but uh, I still think we've got enough in the tank to to get through. Uh, and my second point is about so, the manager. Sorry, you're, a, you're a Celtic fan, Stephen. Yeah, just to, just. Oh to yes, I'm a Celtic fan. So you're, so you're not confident, or no? I'm not overly confident, and, I, and I've spoke to a few guys that are going to the match, and they're in the same boat as me. They've not been impressed of late the way we've played. All right, we've we've got last minute victories and whatnot, but we've just no been the way we could have played. I mean, it's I don't know if it's the manager's style or whatever. But that's the thing I'm going to tip on next. I'll, I'll be grateful for Neil Lynn for coming back, but I don't think he's the man for the job. And my friend was telling me today, he was at the Celtic game on Saturday, I wasn't there, I was working, and him and his nephew, he got a photograph taken with Michael O'Neill. I know he lives in Edinburgh, but that's a man I've been reading about. The, the odds are getting really slashed. I think he'd be a perfect manager for Celtic. The other ones that have been mentioned, Benitez, uh, Rosa, and whatnot, AVB, I don't think, I think it's pie in the sky, really. Mm-hmm. So I think he could be the man, maybe, and I don't know if just he was there to see Celtic, because he only stayed in Edinburgh, but it's just a coincidence reading that, and then hearing that my friend had actually met him. Gordon, it's certainly a new name for the show, because we've been going round a little bit with, yeah, as as Stephen says, AVB and Benitez and some other guys, Marco Rose is now going to mention Gladbach, Michael O'Neill. Well, first and foremost, he's probably at the game doing his job. And that's what happens with international managers. I've got players there and he wants to see other players. So I wouldn't read too much into that. Uh, names will just be thrown into the hat, Gordon. I think that's up to Neil Lennon. I've always said that um, the winners of Sunday's game 
in my opinion, will win the Scottish Cup. And, you know, if Neil Lennon achieves that, now people say, well, it's a treble treble. It's not, because the League Cup was in the bag before he arrived. He had eight points uh, a gap when he arrived. He had probably the best squad squad in Scotland when he arrived. It's just how the Celtic board see it. I, I said on Saturday that I think they've got a duty to their fans to sit down at the end of the season, have a look at what's available, have a discussion about it, and then see who's the best guy to take them forward next season. But Neil Lennon's name is certainly in the heart. I think it has to be. I mean, it's it's, uh, it's interesting, though, that um, with so many calls, so many people you speak to, like Stephen, I mean, the Revere, Neil Lennon, absolutely love Neil Lennon for what he's given to the football club, but uh, there's, there's not kind of, you know, let's give him the job, he must give him the job. I think there's a lot of fans are not sure mm. about it, but if he wins the trophies, it becomes more difficult. And and the interesting thing is that, you know, they're, they're getting towards the summertime, you know, and once we get to the end of the season, it's not long before Celtic play Champions League as well, so somebody somewhere has got to pick up. The, the, who's signing the players Is Neil involved in signing the players And he might not be there Is Lee Congerton involved And the stories about him not being there as well So it needs to maybe be Dealt with fairly quickly But it's, it's one of these ones where I know, I know a few names have been thrown about But not a lot And not yeah. a lot of strength to the stories really It's just guess what Robert, yeah. Roberto Martinez was joint favourite for a while Nah not having it AVB I wouldn't have him anyway Benitez would be great But it's just because he's a contract He's linked to them I don't see Benitez coming So there's not a lot of names around Usually you hear whispers And you hear stories With a bit of strength to them There's nothing Stephen I'm fascinated about Your lack of confidence For the result on Sunday When did this happen? Because there was a time Not too long ago When most of the Celtic fans Felt they owned Aberdeen at Hamden When did this all change? We, we, we did it one time But I'm only speaking on behalf of guys That I know that are actually going And they're talking about Their football of old And they're saying if Aberdeen turn up, they could sneak it against us because I've came to Glasgow and beat Rangers three times this season. So maybe it's their turn. That's all I'm saying. It's about, I know a lot of guys are saying we should win, but not overly confident. At one time, as you said, we did own Aberdeen, but, but they days I think are gone. Derek McInnes is getting Aberdeen a wee bit closer to Celtic. OK, he's not got the same squad, but I mean, over 90 minutes or the 120 minutes that goes to that, I'm no overconfident. I would put money on Celtic, I think. Mm. But I wouldn't be putting a lot on it That's what I'm saying I don't God, think, I You can don't see think, the logic Gordon yeah. I mean listen Celtic might end up Winning comfortably And everybody will say See what, what were you talking about But mm. you can see the logic In that Aberdeen Have been getting closer To Celtic recently And if we assume As most people do That we can agree Celtic aren't playing As well as they once were Then, mm-hmm. then surely they are Moving back Closer to each other If that makes sense Yeah Stephen was talking about Going and playing Against Rangers at Ibrox But I was there When they played uh, uh, Sorry Celtic At Celtic Park and Aberdeen played very well that day. Um, they were very well organised, and it was a nil-nil draw. And I think that is what's worrying the Celtic fans now. If if Celtic have won that game probably not that long ago, two three nil, Celtic fans wouldn't be too worried. And I think that's where Aberdeen gained the confidence, Fraser, from saying, "Right, we're usually going to Celtic Park, and when Celtic play, they run over the top of us." I think that it will be a very tight game, Gordon. But I just think that the Celtic players at Hamden, with a chance to get to a final again, and you look over your shoulder, no disrespect, you've got Hearts or Inverness, I think that Celtic will be firing all cylinders. 
Alright, thank you to Stephen and Paisley It's 01419511025 Still looking for calls On your four man shortlist For player of the year, young player of the year Manager, we're talking awards Fraser Wishart's been informing us the voting is underway So if you were to get inside the heads Of the players, who do you think they'll vote for Or who would you vote for? Cat says, player of the year Callum McGregor, James Forrest, Graham Shinney No idea of the last Says Cat So there we go um, Who else have we got David Drummond says Young player Edward Kent Ferguson Halkett That'll be a problem though Craig Halkett's too old He, he yeah, won't be in that one um, In that order he says And player of the year Forrest Morelos McGregor McKenna Is his four man shortlist So there we go That's the first shout For Scott McKenna Of the evening Cat's back on with the young player Edward Ferguson Ayer Tierney Going for four in a row you forget he's how, yeah, how he's, it's the Kieran Tierney <laughs> award um, and he's not had a bad season by any means he's just been that bit more injury hit in and out and not, not just not maybe had the same impact as before Gordon yeah I do agree with that um, that's incredible going for four <laughs> that's incredible just forget how young this kid is uh, no he's I don't think he will be the winner this year I could be totally wrong because surprises do come out of Fraser's do because um, I've been to everyone <laughs> and uh, they're a very enjoyable night But um, I think that I've got to say If I was putting my one pens on MD It would be young Lewis Ferguson I think he's been brilliant this season Yeah, I would, I would think that he's up. Yeah, I think he's got a right good chance of, of, of winning it And uh, yeah, but as you said It'll, it'll be interesting to see how, how it goes on the night And, uh, and we, we don't announce the winners Till the night, so genuinely no winner We've never Big told surprise. a winner and, All right. uh, the winners don't know. David's in Cumbernauld As a Rangers fan, David, what are you looking for Between now and the end of the season? Alright guys Hi David uh, um, I'm just, well Hopefully just finish as strongly as we can But um, I'm kind of Mainly going to take issue with Gordon DL about this He keeps he keeps going on about this uh, gap between Rangers and Celtic, and he's basing it on he's basically basing it on the points. Now, yeah, the points they look, you know, eleven points. It's it does look quite bad, but the in my opinion, the the, the gap isn't as big as what people think. And I, to be honest with you, I don't really think no. There is so much of a gap in regards to performance-wise, because that recent game at um, at Parkhead, we actually outplayed Celtic in the second half with ten men, and they only really won the game because of early mistakes, and that's that's a, that's been the difference between Rangers' performances this season as opposed to last season. This season we're we're dominating almost every game we play in. But we're shooting ourselves in the foot. Whereas last season, we we were just hopeless, absolutely hopeless, and we were just struggling. We were actually the the, the games that we were getting draws in, we were struggling to get a draw. Whereas, you know, you take Hibs at Easter Road, half time, how we won the three or four nothing up is beyond me. But then we go and shoot ourselves in the foot and lose a goal. So to me, I, I I don't really see where he's where he's getting this big massive gap. Well, 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 David, first and foremost, you've got a lot of hard luck stories throughout the season, uh, but I'm sure all teams have got them. Uh, you're saying that I'm basing on a gap of eleven points just now. It's eleven points. 
the sounds of things you're basing it on 45 minutes at Celtic Park. Is that true? No, no, I'm not. I'm, I'm, I'm not basing it on the just. Well, well the, the, the table never lies. So over a, over the course of a season, just now it's eleven points. Celtic have won the League Cup, and they're now in the semi-final of the Scottish Cup. So I think there's still are a gap there, David. David, is it not because? And this is not just Gordon. When people use this, it's because it's measurable points, gaps, all the rest of it. They're measurable. Performance levels aren't. So it's so much more difficult. And ultimately, to state the obvious, it's, it's the points that win you the leagues. Well, yeah, right. I'll I'll give you another scenario then. Right, see the if you take the if you take see if you take the three games where Celtic probably scored the the three the the one in the last minute the goals they were actually scored like deep in the injury time. Right, if you actually take keep Rangers results where the way they are, take these those three. Injury time goals out the equation. The gaps, the gaps, down to what five or six David, points going into that. David, see if you keep going. Um, I reckon by the next five minutes you can have Rangers five points clear. <laughs> Oh yeah, probably could. Oh, <laughs> I like David. I like David's effort. Phrase of optimism. We yeah, can't yeah. start chopping off goals because they were scored <laughs> an injury time. <laughs> Take the points off them. <laughs> Listen, that's one of the things that Rangers have got to do to now the end of the season is try and, and Conor Golson's talking about not taking the foot off the. The pedal they Actually they can't afford to, to lose the league By 15-16 points Because exactly this conversation Will take place And say There's been no improvement Whereas if they get down to 7 or 8 Or something like that People say yeah There has been improvement Rangers are better Way better than they were This time last season But uh, the thing is Celtic are going to be better Next year again I think Celtic will spend money This summer I do agree with you Fraser I've watched, so, so, so that's the problem I've watched a lot of Rangers This season And I said it at 10 past 6 There's times when you watch Rangers you enjoy watching them They're very good The way they move the ball They can score goals But If you're not Getting to finals And you're 11 points Behind Just now There's a gap Thank you to David In Cumbernauld Seven players Have scored more than once In a single Scottish Cup final This century So within one game They've either got a double Or they've got a hat-trick Guys like Rudy Scatchel He got two I think In the 5-1 game Chris Boyd got two Against was it Queen of the South You've still got another Five to get Surely Henrik Larson Must be (laughs) there I think he's done it twice Actually Fraser I'll take one from you Anthony Stokes Ah brilliant For the high B's So you've got three to get We'll get them next Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors, a team that gets results every week. Talk to Thompson's.com. Gordon DL and Fraser Wishart are here. Final part on tonight's programme, which means they've got work to do on the full time teaser. The full time teaser, that's when you send questions to us and we try and catch the guys out. So you need to send them to fulltime at Clyde1.com. Quite a simple one tonight. Seven players have scored more than one goal. In a single Scottish Cup final this century So since 2000 You've got Anthony Stokes For Hibs against Rangers Rudy Scatchell For Hearts against Hibs Chris Boyd Rangers Queen of the South Henrik Larsson's actually done it more than once So you've got four Yeah we've got seven now I've nailed this Have you? Yeah I'll take one more each I'm going to go For Gary Hooper Okay And Fraser I'll go for Peter Lovencrantz You're making short work of this Rangers. You've hardly had any wrong yeah. guesses You've well, hardly there, had any hard wrong one guesses in there. You I think so? Yeah. Yeah. I'm struggling with the one All right. You can still play along with us At Clare SSB on Twitter And don't forget we are asking for your Four man shortlist for player of the year Young player of the year 
Manager of the Year All the rest of it Dylan has been on Do you remember Dylan? Dylan it's in my mantelpiece. piece From Is he doing my Is he doing my Dustin? <laughs> He's not taking it well Is he not? <laughs> <laughs> What's his second name? Patton Oh right Where's he from? Well, Clyde Bank, I think it was. So uh, along the road. Oh no, hold on. You <laughs> can drop the same ball. Oh, I didn't win one. Uh, just became the embarrassment of the family after losing to DL again. As <laughs> embarrassing, isn't it, Gondor? Hey, yeah. It could be worse. It could have been the mushroom. Absolutely. Uh, there was a tweet. Where was it? I wanted to see. We get so many tweets. And Mikey, who do the panel think will be manager of the year? Not really a standout, Mikey says. Most of the focus has gone on the players, actually. Well, well I said uh, I think um, The job that Steve Clark's doing At Kilmarnock uh, With the budget he's got um, Some of the results he's had this season And to be sitting in third place And he had lost important players And he's replaced them So I think that You know the way he's bonded that team together Gordon The organisation Everything about them I know they've had some Bad results um, But during the season, they've played good football. They're sitting in third in the league. Can they f- get into Europe? I think he's a stick on if that's the case. You can look at other managers down the line a little bit. You know, I even look at Gary Holt, for instance. When he came when he came into Livingston, what a job uh, he's doing. You go to my old friend Dick Campbell at Abroth, who's doing a terrific job in the gap that he. But I just, I just think that Stevie Clark deserves. The manager of the year I may, I may be wrong yeah, A lot of the people you're, You can build cases for Fraser are out, out with the top flight And there are yeah. obviously Reasons for that Brendan Rodgers left Neil Lennon comes in Stephen Gerrard's not managed To win anything So that, that would be unlikely um, As great as Gary Holt And Livingston have been Do you get it For finishing sort of Eighth or ninth, ninth Maybe yeah. Maybe yeah. you do but With the budget Livingston's yeah. got And coming yeah, yeah. up With the same team Really Up through, up through the divisions Fraser You've got to say that is a fantastic terrific, job. Terrific job. The, the managers tend to look out with Premiership. I mean, there's been seasons where. Was it Jack Ross last season? Jack Ross last season. I mean, Derek Adams won it when he was at Ross County in the First Division. Uh, going back to Billy Reid won it the year that Rangers got to the, the UEFA Cup final and right, won yeah. a couple of trophies. And So, uh, you know, that John McGlynn won it for Wraith Rovers as well. So they tend to look out with because the 42 managers vote for anyone across any league. So uh, there's no. I mean, what about the two Ross County guys? If they win the league and they've won the the the, the cup as well, you know. So there's 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 a few options there, but nobody jumping out. Steve Clark was terrific. Yeah, I mean, if they finish third, then then that's 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 a wonderful achievement. Absolutely. Oh one four one nine five one one zero two five. Still time for you to get involved. Peter's in Postle Park. Hi, Peter. Hi, Gordon. Even even Gordon. Hi, Peter. Hi, Peter. Hey, guys, again, it's possibly the uh, possibly last the show makes nice guys and also I've heard Gordon and Knight saying Aberdeen fancy their chances what shouldn't they but I think eh, on that flip side of it we foot their captain I don't expect Aberdeen to go gun ho obviously obviously spent a lot of time be dogged the way they done the, the, the last round against Rangers but I just think defending where Team Neil goes where eh, the Celtic backroom can go away I think there's too many Match winners in the Celtic squad compared to Aberdeen, and I think that's where a lot of Celtic fans are getting dogged down just with the, the performances lately. I don't think it's no Neil's team, it's no Neil's style of play. I think that's why Wings have on John Kennedy, and I think you'll probably, if Neil gets a job, which depending on what happens on Sunday, um, you might see a different style of play next season under Neil. Uh, I think obviously he's been basically, no, maybe advised that maybe. Uh, 
uh, told me was sorry, maybe an advice just to keep things ticking over at the end of the season, i.e. the style of play, the formation of, and things like that. That's why I think the way you say one John, because you hear him uh, after his interviews and get after the games, uh, <coughs> he'll say he's not he's not really he's not changed anything, he's not treated anything, he's he's, he's turned to John, it's maybe John, it's made a wee tactical change at half time or during the second half and even like said the game Sunday. Sorry, Saturday against Lansing. It was mainly John and Damien Duff. It was like partner instructions for the first place. I think maybe it was just been the case of steady the ship because of what happened with Brendan. I don't think, I think it came out like well, I feel certain. I think that's actually just. Well, Peter is. Just Peter, dead in the ship. Neil Lennon's already come out and said that he's he, he's not tinkered with too much. Yes, you can see one or two wee signs that he's tried to put on, put into the team, put his own sort of a stamp into it. But you're right, I think John Kennedy, who obviously was there with Brendan Rodgers throughout the successful times with the trophies and the leagues and what stuff like that, I think he will have a big part in it. I think he has a big part of the club. Uh, and the, the, it's just a case of getting to the end of the, the season. And um, Sunday is massive because if they won on Sunday, then I think the treble treble is there. Does the Graham Shinney absence swing things Further in Celtic's favour Yeah I do I, I think that They've not got a lot of options In that central midfield area I mean Dominic Ball Has, has done a job in there previously But he's playing right back At the moment Because Shea Logan's been out Injured And there's not really anybody That can come into the team And do the job That that, uh, that Shinny does I mean he's, he's all full of energy He closes people down He drives the team forward He's, 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 he's in and about them uh, he, I mean I love it When he's playing against Scott Brown Two guys that go shoulder to shoulder Neither one gives gives an inch And they've they, they, they battle with each other in that midfield area and, and I think that might just sway it for, for Celtic. The one thing, recently Celtic, they struggled a bit against teams that sit in. You think of Dundee, who were basically 10 men behind the goal, yeah. ball, 11 men behind the ball at all times. Livingston at the weekend, Gordon, I think, played a fairly defensive formation. Mm-hmm. Even St Myrna, they beat them 2-0 and it was, it was comfortable. There was times when it was just going to cross the park, there was no tempo to it. So Aberdeen will look at that and think, you know, if we can make ourselves hard to beat, they've got better quality in attacking areas than, than Dundee's and St Myrna's, etc. So they could cause them problems at that end but I do think the shinny absence is, is, is a big one and I expect Celtic to, to win it and as I said earlier if they win on Sunday I think that's that's a treble done I mean Gordon you've been quite critical of Graham Shinny in the past yeah. for, for what it's worth I actually think those comments were blown out of proportion a little bit and taken out of context however that's probably for another day um, what is clear is Aberdeen rely on him Derek McInnes relies on him Aberdeen rely on him they like him and in that respect it'll be, be a miss that's yeah, what happens when any team loses their captain he's the only football player I owe a big apology to Gordon but we'll sort that out later uh, yeah I think they will miss him because that's what he brings to the team he's their captain he's his leader uh, their, their leader sorry um, he does he does close things down very well um, you know and it is great to watch him and Scott Brown having that battle and uh, he will be a big miss especially in a semi-final uh, right, I think it's that time of the night where we thank Peter and Parker Parker's the last caller and we move on to rounding up tonight's teaser The questions need to be sent to fulltime at Clyde1.com We'll pick them up, we'll have a look at them, we'll try and get them on the show So please send them in, we can never have too many Tonight's is simple Seven players have scored more than one goal within single Scottish Cup finals this century So like Anthony Stokes Got two in one final Hooper got two in one final Rudy Scatchell did it Chris Boyd did it Henrik Larson did it Peter Lovenkrantz did it And that means you're only one away One more player has done it You think you've nailed it Gordon Deal? No I was only kidding no. Oh you're joking me <laughs> Nah you've got it Haven't you? No, no. Seriously 
seriously. Give us a clue. Well, I'm going to need to because I'm struggling. Griffiths. Dundee United. Ah, I did have it. Who? I signed him. Who? Left winger, Craig Cornwall. Who did you sign him for? Air United. Taking credit for it Craig Conway Well done Thank you Fraser Wishart And Gordon DL Big thank you For all the calls And the tweets It's much appreciated As always We're back tomorrow night With Craig Beatty And Hugh Keevans And Callum Gallagher Is up next Clyde One Super Scoreboard With Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors Compensation. They know the score. Talk to Thompsons.com.